following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plato, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. And on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, you've talked before about the idea of guilt. And um, many times it's good guilt that we're feeling and understanding what you need to make a change in that. But there's also this... um, Maybe uh, you might say unnecessary, or you, you've, you've called it false guilt. And so mm-hmm. what is, uh, maybe what's the difference? What is false guilt? <laughs> well, um, uh, let me start with true guilt. Um, if something is false, then there has to be something that's true. Right. Um, and from earliest childhood, no one has escaped guilt. In other words, we've all experienced guilt when we stole a cookie from the cookie jar, um, told a lie, uh, and and the list goes on. So the word guilt is a fact. It is refers to the fact of being at fault. Uh, and and therefore could be deserving punishment. But you know, true guilt is the result of sin, where we're choosing wrong. And when we sin, we're guilty, and a penalty needs to be paid spiritually so that fellowship with God can be restored or can begin. Now, false guilt, this is important. Um, False guilt is based on self-condemning feelings that you've not lived up to your own expectations or the expectations of someone else. False guilt arises when you blame yourself, even though you've committed no wrong, or, this is important, when you continue to blame yourself after you have confessed and turned from your sin. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to intentionally repeat that. False guilt this last part is when you have continued to blame yourself even after you've confessed. The word confess means to agree with. You've agreed that you're wrong and you've turned from your sin. So the issue is false guilt can keep you in bondage um, to uh, shame, fear, anger, um, and and ironically, confessing false guilt does not resolve false guilt. In other words, um, and this is important, in in the Bible, in Revelation twelve verse ten, that scripture tells us that Satan word Satan means adversary or enemy. It's a Hebrew word that means adversary or enemy, enemy of God. Satan is the, quote, accuser of Christians, the accuser of our brothers or, and sisters, meaning in the faith. And he loves to, his intent is to burden believers in, in Jesus Christ with false guilt and condemnation. And some of his favorite strategies 
are bringing up the past, reminding you of, of your failures, uh, or making you feel unforgiven and even unaccepted. And again, this is Revelation 12.10. I'm going to read it. The accuser of our brothers and sisters. The accuser is talking about the enemy of God, Satan, who accuses them before our God day and night. But he has been hurled down. You, what, this, this, this is going to happen. My, my point, though, is we, I can have, and there are times when I have borne um, false guilt. I felt guilty because I didn't understand that, yes, I did something wrong, but I didn't understand if I genuinely confessed and admitted I was wrong and asked forgiveness, um, I didn't know that then you don't continue to blame yourself, continue on condemning yourself. Um, and that's why it is important to realize that when Jesus forgives all of our sin, um, all means all. And I, I, I know that for some, they don't even know that's what the Bible teaches. Um, but uh, like there's a scripture, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. That means our sins. And so it, it, it's important to realize the whole reason Jesus came to earth was to die on the cross for our sins so that when we confess and turn from our sin, we are forgiven when we've yielded our, our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is the most phenomenal news that some people can ever have because they're living on and on with false guilt. Most of all, and by the way, if anyone wants our keys on guilt, we have them for you. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. 
That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They're truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and your continued support of this ministry. We thank you for that. If you have any questions or concerns about the topics we bring up here on the program, as June was just talking about the topic of guilt, we do have resources on that very topic, one of our keys for living called Guilt, Living Guilt-Free. And that and many other topics are available if you call customer support, talk to them about maybe a struggle you have, some questions that you have regarding your faith and your relationship with God and what what kinds of ways that you would require some help in maybe your relationships here uh, or uh, your your again, your relationship with, with the Lord that uh, we'd like to help you to, to get a better understanding of that. Our materials will help you with that, and customer support can get those into your hands. Just call them at 800-488-HOPE. Uh, they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and the number again, 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Also, take a look at our, our website at hopefortheheart.org slash store. You can find all of our resources there and uh, see what might be uh, most helpful for you, whatever is interesting and uh, you'd like to get a little further information on. Again, that's uh, hopefortheheart.org slash store. Well, we want to welcome back to the program tonight a listener that we have in Alaska, and uh, we welcome back to the program Yuki. Well, Yuki, I I said, asked you last night, do you, would you want us to talk again? And you said yes. So, um, do you have something specific? Because I I know there's something I have specifically to mention to you, but um, I'm going to let you say anything you want to say first. Um, I'm aware of the Lord's forgiveness is on past, present, and future. I just, um, I just feel in my heart that, um, just after what happened, I feel, um, I don't know, a little wrong to forgive myself after what happened. It doesn't feel right in my heart. The loss is just so great. And, um, it's, um, I don't know how to explain it, but it's almost, it's almost as if I feel content being guilty from that. Okay. Let, let's talk about it specifically. 
you were candid with me. You didn't try to present yourself as um, someone who never makes a mistake. The first time we talked, you were crushed in spirit because your wife had um, committed suicide. Now, the events that led up to that, you never intended for how you, you, you reacting to the fact that you were, you were both going to be working to earn money to ultimately uh, get a home in Alaska. And that was clear between the two of you. And you wanted to know then, at, at a few weeks ago, where were you, you in, in terms of where, where were the finances that you all had been saving? And she communicated to you that she needed to spend, it must have been a significant amount of the money, um, and uh, she'd spent it, and you reacted. And you told me what you said, and then you left, uh, meaning not permanently, uh, but uh, you told her that you had lost trust in her and uh, that you would not be able to trust her again. Okay, that's a reaction, and we all at times have said things that were uh, painful to someone else and yet you, you kept trying to get her on the phone because you kept calling and there was no answer and you had no idea that she would take her life. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to assume <clears throat> and, and you may I'm not trying to be insensitive here but <clears throat> the Asian Community, do you consider yourself Asian? Um, well, I came here when I was nine years old, but I've been here in the States most of my life, to be honest. Um, I consider myself more American than anything. Uh huh. Okay. Well, I just knew many Asians that I have known. They, and this may not be applicable, but they. Uh, honor is huge. Uh, yes, it's like if you even it's they're hard, very hard on themselves if they made a mistake or didn't live up to something, and and that uh, I've been told that by many Asians myself, and what that means is it could be that she then felt. Uh, such despair uh, that whatever reason she spent the money, uh, it, it just that you all, the two of you, did not come together in a reconciled way. Uh, not that you wouldn't have, but it could be that that was overwhelming for her. 
And so my point is now, given what cannot be changed, and, it, and we cannot change the fact of her death, um, I know you are crushed. Your heart is uh, broken over the loss of her, her presence. And uh, not only have you told me that you haven't been sleeping, uh, there's, there's been, just been this cycle of guilt and grief. That's what you told yeah. me the last time we talked. Guilt and grief or, or the, uh, on, on uh, three days ago. The, 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 point, the point is, um, when God created you and all people, he knew we would be guilty we would choose wrong. And the Bible yeah. says that um, all we like sheep have gone astray. I've shared those words with you that yeah. um, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But that's not the end of the story. It is Jesus who is the one who died on the cross for your sin for and mine and every person on earth. His, his purpose was to literally, the reason he came to earth, he knew he would be not just crucified, but tortured. He, he knew all that would take place, and yet he did so out of love. Love, by the way, is not this emotional Valentine's love. I'm, I'm not referring to that kind of love. There's a, a word in the Greek language, agape. Agape means a commitment to seek the other person's highest good no matter what. And when you read that God is love, he has a commitment. It's not ooey-gooey love. It is a commitment to do what is in your best behalf. That's the nature of the God of the Bible. And Yuki, I'm going to ask, do you believe your wife would want you to continue to live with guilt. She would not but, want that for me. Right. And it's not just a wish that she wishes you wouldn't, but she would know because of the relationship she had with Christ, she would know his purpose was when any of us have chosen wrong, we have a choice. We can, uh, we can put our fist up in the air and curse God. Some people do that. Yes. We can say, I don't care. 
what God says. I'm going to just continue to feel what I feel. Or we can say, God, you know that if I had it to do over, I would not have said the words I said to my wife. I do repent. The re word repent is, and I love to use this illustration, it's you're driving a car, you're going the wrong way, all of a sudden you realize I've turned, I'm going the wrong way on a one-way street, and if you're foolish, you keep going and, and don't turn around. But you're not a foolish man. I know that. No. You, if you're on the wrong, wrong direction, going the wrong direction on a one-way street, what would you do? That's it. And that's because you need to go the right way on a one-way street. And by the way, most drivers, I've so far, I've never met a driver who hasn't accidentally done that. Yes, and I have for sure. Yes. So, as I said, you're smart enough to know that. So what is important is God wants us to repent, and that means to a change of mind with a change of direction. A change of mind with a change of direction. So, what that means for you is you're willing to learn. You're a learner. And what you do is you say, Lord, I see I was wrong in the way I responded and reacted to my wife and specifically what I said. So I am turning. I understand I was wrong. I've got a change of mind and a change of direction. And the direction is I'm willing to ask you, Lord Jesus, to forgive me. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as precious and beloved to Him? So many of us have a distorted image of God, that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you believe. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular 31-day devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. You will gain biblical insight to help embrace the life-changing truth of the identity you have through your relationship with Jesus Christ. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night, and we give praise to God for how it has been used by Him to change so many lives for so many years. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, for yourself or for a loved one at junehunt.org. That's junehunt.org. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, 
the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Uh, If you have uh, any questions about our program tonight, any of the topics that we cover, as uh, June's talking about now, the topic of guilt, we have uh, keys for living that will relate to that. If if you have questions, we have uh, some materials that will help you to understand that, the topic of guilt and the subtitle is Living Guilt-Free. Our customer support team can help you to get that into your hands. Their number is 800-488-HOPE. They'll be happy to send that on its way. Just contact them anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and uh, that or some other topic of ours might be uh, helpful to you. They'll do that. There are also many resources on our website that are free that they can point you to those as well, and uh, they'll be uh, able to get you the information that you need. So again, their number, 800 488 hope If you have a situation in your life you'd like to speak with June about on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, just call us at 800-917. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And when you call, you'll leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you as soon as we can to schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. By the way, we have availability in the next few days, and we'd like to have you as a part of the program here. Again, the number 800-917-800-644-4817. Let's get back to our conversation now with Yuki. Well, Yuki, earlier I was talking about true guilt and false guilt. And when I said that true guilt is the result of sin, it's the fact of being at fault, um, where we're wrong. Now, you have admitted that from the very first call. And so false guilt is self-condemning feelings that you haven't lived up to your own expectations or someone else's. So that false guilt arises when you blame yourself, even when you have confessed and turned from your sin. Now you've confessed. And I'll I'll just ask, do you feel that you've turned from that way of handling? Um, Basically shaming 
Well, I do too. I know that. I mean, there's no question. Your your heart is broken at what it did to your wife. So I'm going to suggest that you understand God does not want you to live with false guilt. That's not from God. And your wife wouldn't want you to live with false guilt, would she? No. No, she wouldn't. Okay. But do you understand? It is true you did something that you wish you had not done. The way you talked to her. And yet you've confessed and you've turned from that. I'm confident if there was any way you could push that button, the rewind button that's on many recorders, if you could push the rewind, you would do it. And say, I, I wanted to do, I want to do it over again. Unfortunately, in real life, we don't have the rewind button. But we do have a Savior. Jesus, by the way, the word Jesus means he that saves. It means yeah. salvation. Yeah. And his joy his purpose for coming from heaven to earth was literally to die in your place. He's your substitute. So the question I would have is, could I, would you allow me to go through four points it's called The Four Spiritual Laws. I sent this to you. And on airplanes, if I'm sitting by someone and then the conversation goes this direction, I, I carry two of these with me all the time, wherever I am. Because there could be somebody that I'll meet that needs to know how to have a changed life through Christ, how to enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ, and they need, they need to be saved. Could I go through? I normally don't do it this way, but I have one in front of me. And it's what I have sent you. Okay. Well, it starts out, have you heard of the four spiritual laws? Many people have not. Um, just as there are physical laws that govern the physical universe, so there are spiritual laws which govern our relationship with God. The first of the four, four laws is God loves you and offers a positive, a wonderful plan for your life. Now, what we read in the Bible 
the most famous verse in the New Testament is John 3.16. God so loved the world. And that means you, Yuki. He, every person, God loves. God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So that is God's love, and God's plan is this. He, Jesus said, I came that they might have life and may have it abundantly, that their lives may be full and meaningful. But I think if you and I are honest about what's going on, if we look at humanity and look at what goes on in the news, most people are not living the abundant life. They're not experiencing the abundant life. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would. Okay. Law 2 is explains why. We human beings are sinful and separated from God. Therefore, that means those that are sinful and separated cannot know and experience God's love and plan for their lives. And the Bible does say all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the issue yeah. is this. We were created, we human beings were created to have fellowship with God. But because of our own self-will, I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, he goes, he chose to, in other words, we who are sinful, we choose to go our own independent way. I'm going to do it my way. And therefore, fellowship with God was broken. And this self-will, instead of going with living with God's will, it, it's, it, there's, it can be active rebellion against God or just a passive indifference. I'm, I don't care. I'm not interested. But that's what the Bible calls sin. Sin is not just robbing banks and killing people. It, it can be just turning away from what God wants to give us, what is in his will. And we are told that the payment, the wages of sin, what we receive is death. And that means a spiritual separation from God. Yes. It's Romans six twenty three. Now, our tendency is, imagine just a, a bunch of errors, uh, going up, trying to reach God. And, you know, if I recognize I've chosen wrong. I've sinned. So here is sin, sinful human beings. Here are sinful human beings. And they're trying to reach God or appease God. Well, what that means, and by the way, they're not successful, uh, they can do it by education, say, well, um, um, I, um, I, I'll just try with my good works. Or, um, 
my own uh, efforts to live a good life or, or religion, if I'm religious and just go by some catechism, uh, some teaching or, or philosophy, uh, surely that will do it. But that's not what God says is what is in his will. Law 3 is this. Jesus Christ is God's only provision for our sin. Through him, through Jesus, you can know and experience God's love and plan for your life. And you keep, so many people don't know this. They just think they've got to just try harder and do more good works. But it's, the Bible even says it's not by works that we have faith in him, that we have salvation. Um, the Bible says God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, he didn't die for us after people changed. He was uh, hanging on a cross. And literally, he gave that gift of forgiveness, dying again in your place and my place, when we've chosen wrong, he took the punishment onto himself so that if we would receive Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, he would forgive us for all of our sin. And my friend, this is one thing you do need. You do need to experience the forgiveness of God because he's the only one that can change the outcome. And Jesus even said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So what he does, he bridges the gap that separates us from God where Jesus Christ died on the cross in our place to pay the penalty for our sins. Now, when we come back, I'm going to tell you the last of the four laws. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-917 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. 
The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart. If you have questions about the topic of salvation, we'd like to point uh, point you to our materials on that topic. We have Keys for Living called Answering Arguments, Overcoming Objections, and that is available to you by calling customer support there at 800-488-HOPE. Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, they'll be happy to answer your questions and get materials ordered for you, get them on their way. Uh, So again, if you uh, would like to get that topic or any other that we have here, there are over 100 of our Keys for Living, and uh, those just provide biblical hope and practical help on a variety of topics. Call them and see what might be helpful for you. The number again, 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Returning now to tonight's conversation with Yuki. Well, Yuki, um, do you have any questions about what I have been sharing about the law? One is, um, we're talking about a spiritual law, is God loves you and offers a plan for your life, a positive plan. Uh, Law two was we are sinful, we as human beings. Uh, All we are 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 sinful. Um, we've separated from God and initially cannot know and experience God's love and plan when we're in uh, that state of continuing yeah. on. And then law three is Jesus Christ is God's only provision for our sin. This is all based on the Bible. This is what the Bible says. And through him, you can know and experience God's love and plan for your life. So, is that clear to you so far? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Then, law four. We must individually receive. It's not enough to just know this as head knowledge. Um. In fact, you could go to inside a church. Well, it's not just going to a church. In other words, how does a person become a Christian? Um, 
I, I I didn't know this. I thought I was a Christian because I went to a church. I never heard about the Bible, didn't know anything. And I was, but I was in a church. Just because I walk inside a stable, that doesn't make me a, a horse. No. I walk in, inside of a... Of a, a garage doesn't make me a car. No, it's just going into a church. That is not. You, you don't see that in the Bible anywhere. That that saves anyone. So, <clears throat> it the Bible says as many as received Him, received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, to them He gave the right to become children of God. That means he adopts us into his family, those who are willing to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. And I mentioned that the Bible even said, it's by grace you've been saved through faith. Grace is a gift you don't deserve, Yuki. It's a gift I don't deserve. You can't, if it's grace and it's explaining how you're saved, it's a gift you're given. It says, by grace you've been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works. So we don't earn salvation. We receive the gift, the phenomenal gift God gives us. And I'll tell you what happens when that occurs. There, Jesus is standing at the door of your heart. And the Bible says, I stand at the door and knock. This is Jesus speaking. I stand at the door and knock, the door of your heart. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him. Into it's not just mentally believing. Um, Christ, to, to, to come to Christ involves turning to God from just that self-willed living. And that's that repentance we talked about. It's a change yep. of mind with a change of direction. And you said, yes, if you're on the wrong way of a one-way street, you would stop and turn you're right well you've done that in terms of turning from doing continuing to do wrong uh, but it's trusting Christ to come into your life and to forgive your sins and to make sure that um, what, what happens is then you will become the man God created you to be. Now, just to agree with what I'm saying isn't enough. Just to mentally agree. To, to agree that Jesus is the, the God, the, the Son of God, that he died on the cross for your sins, just to know it intellectually. Many people know things intellectually. So that's not enough. And the issue is not to just have some emotional experience. Instead, imagine a 
a throne of your heart. The question is, who's on the throne of your heart? Is it going to be you or is it going to be Christ? Many, many, many people, they are on the throne of their hearts. And if it's not Jesus, then it, we're going to be controlled by circumstances. Um, we're going to be controlled by um, trying harder. Uh, uh, or there can be discord. Uh, and and uh, you know what it's like to be attacked by family members. And it's wrong what they're doing and saying to you. But at times, you can't help what other, others do. They can refuse to change. But we can change. My point is, instead of self on the throne of your heart, um, you can have Christ on the throne of your heart. And how do you do that? You pray genuinely a sincere prayer. It's a prayer like this. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins and giving me eternal life. Take control of the throne of my life and make me the kind of person you want me to be. So Yuki, what I'm going to ask is, do you believe that God wants you to pray that kind of a prayer from your heart? I, I think so, too. Well, are you willing right now to pray with me? Yes, ma'am, of course. Oh, okay. Just pray after me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for being willing to forgive me. Forgive me. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Right now, Lord Jesus. Right now, Lord Jesus. I'm asking you to come into my life. I'm asking you to come into my life. To take control of my life. Take, to take control of my life. I'm asking you to be my Lord and my Savior. I'm asking you to be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for forgiving all my sins. Thank you for forgiving all my sins. And giving me eternal life. And giving me eternal life. Change me on the inside. Change me on the inside. I give you my mind and my will. I give you my mind and my will. I give you my heart and my life. 
I give you my heart and my life. Make me into the man you created me to be. Making make me into the man you created me to be. In Jesus' holy name I pray. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen. Amen. Were you sincere praying that prayer, Yuki? Yes. I believed you were. So where is Jesus right now in relation to you? Been looking up to him for um, love, guidance, and wisdom, law understanding. He's my know? Lord and Savior. Okay. He's in your home. heart. Yeah, he's in you right now. The, in fact, yeah. It's extraordinary. I never will forget when the first time I read in the Bible that it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. He comes into your life and he literally changes you and he will change you. He, he will affect the change. In fact, I'll just tell you this. Your purpose, many people don't know their purpose in life. The highest purpose of all is found in Romans eight twenty nine. You are predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. You know what he's going to do, Yuki? It's so neat. He's going to conform you to his character. And there are going to be times you're going to change certain things you've done. And it's like you're surprised because you didn't change you. He changed you, and you know it. So you've got quite an adventure. And there are going to be people that will want to come around you. And I know you've been isolating, especially because of the guilt you've been feeling. Because you said, I've been in a cycle of guilt and grief, guilt and grief. He doesn't want you isolating. There will be godly people that will help you in your growth. And you're going to grow in your character to be like Christ. So I'm going to say, welcome to the family of God. This is your spiritual birthday. And you know... I am confident if you, I'm going to ask Jesus to communicate this to your wife in heaven. And one day you will be with her and you will know it. We will send our keys for living on salvation called Answering Arguments, Overcoming Objections, as well as our pamphlet on Choosing a Church. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash hope. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.